Hi everyone, welcome to Morning Matcha. Today I'm here with Jenna Zoe, who's a human design expert and reader. Hi Jenna. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So wonderful to be here with you and meet you finally. And I've heard so much about your work <laughs> and I'm super excited to learn more about human design yeah. and what it is. So what yeah. exactly is it? So what the technical definition is that human design is basically um, a combination, like a blend of loads of other different um, schools of wisdom. So it incorporates the I Ching, which is Chinese, the Kabbalah, re regular astrology, the chakra system. Wow. And it blends it all together. And basically what it does is it reads your aura. So your aura is your energetic body, right? Mm -hmm. So when you think about what... Um, you know, carrying around this energetic body that what human design basically asks is that if everyone has a different, um, a different type of aura, right? Um, how are you supposed to use yours in order to become your highest self? How are you supposed to use yours in order to basically make sure that your life is full of flow, rather than kind of like always coming up against blocks. And so it's kind of like we're all computers and we have a different system installed into it. And what human design will tell you is like, this is the way that you use your machinery, basically. And it's so different from the way that I would use mine. Wow. Right. So why it really rings true to me is because I feel like even in the spiritual space, there's like a very, uh, you know, if you do this, then you'll get that. Or this advice is what works for everybody yeah. or whatever. It's so generalized. And human design is all about what we call dehomogenizing us all, which mm -hmm. is about everyone being exactly who they came to be. So That's it's so been beautiful. beautiful medicine for me so far. Yeah. So and there's, um, you said there's four different ways. Five different oh, types. Five. Okay. Yeah. Five different so, types. Basically, your design will tell you lots of different specifics. But one of the main things that we like to talk about, which is kind of like saying in astrology, like, what's your sign? It doesn't mm -hmm. tell you everything, but it tells you, you know, the most general kind of theme, let's say. Mm -hmm. So in human design, we have something called energy types, which basically means, um, you know, that every single person on the planet has a different way that they like to exchange energy with the world around them mm. and that's so different for, for all of us and so you have five different main energy types of different people um, all of whom basically find success and flow by operating really differently um, in their daily interactions in their relationships um, in the way that they put themselves out into the world or less so um, yeah and what are the five types so you have um, manifestors you have generators, you have manifesting generators, which are a combination of manifestors and generators, and then you have projectors and reflectors. Wow. Yeah. And so, um, you know, if you're looking up your human design and you're first getting into it, that's often the first thing that people will want to hear that they are, because it really is basically going to be the thing that's going to tell you, like, am I better at some being someone who initiates? Do I have more energy? Do I have less energy? What's my strategy to manifesting the life that I want in my, you know, how do I get from here to there, basically? Yeah. Yeah. And the idea, what's beautiful is that the idea is that the day you're born, you're basically already living as your higher self because you're just doing what's natural to you. You're not even thinking about it or intellectualizing mm -hmm. it. And then obviously as life goes on, we get exposed to conditioning from, you know, parents, peers, school, society that tells us, you know, in order to be loved, you need to be like this or in order to be accepted, you need to be like that. And so we get pulled out of our natural, you know, living as our higher self. So really the journey to becoming your higher self is less of a becoming, but more of an unbecoming, what we call deconditioning in human design, which is basically removing all the things that have told you to be anything other than who you truly are. 
Wow. Okay. So how did you get into this in the first place? <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually uh, had a session with a shaman about four and a half years ago now. And he um, was doing a blend of lots of different things. So he did um, tuning forks on me. He read like, I guess he channeled spirit messages for me. Um, and he also did my human design. Mm-hmm. And I remember because I was I'm like, I'm like you, I'm like obsessed with astrology, always trying to understand more about it. Yeah. And just anything that's kind of like new in the self-help or growth space to me is like, oh, what's this thing? And I mm-hmm. need to know everything about it. And um when he pulled out his computer and took my birth details to do my human design chart, I was like trying to peek over and see what he was doing. And I was like, what is that? And he was like, oh, it's a website called my mybodygraph.com, which is where you can find your own human design if people are listening and want to mm-hmm. figure out what they are. And then I was like, how does it work? What is it about? Like, how did you even come to, how have I never heard of this? That yeah. was my first question. And um, so then after that, I just like, was like hungry for more, like trying to understand what it was, trying to learn everything about it. And I was in a totally different career at the time. I was running a food business. Wow. <laughs> and I just started doing charts for people on the side for fun and, you know, for my mom, for my, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um then I basically discovered that I could understand things or channel messages when I look at a chart that isn't actually written somewhere in the literature. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was obviously, um, it was actually Dara Dubonet, who's our mutual yeah. friend who basically said to me, like, you need to do this for a living. And at the time I was like, I can ne- <laughs> like, what do you mean do this for a living? Like, this is just a side thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. She was like, no, no, trust me, just give it a try. And so I just started charging like very minimal amounts to do it for people. Until it literally took up all my time that I had zero other choice but to give up my other company, close it down and do this full time. That's incredible. So, she's yeah. so intuitive. She's amazing. Yeah. Like I like she's just whatever comes to her mm-hmm. and she's so good at listening to it that anytime she says something, I'm like, I really take it seriously because it's always with the highest integrity. Yeah. Yeah. When she said that to me, I was like, I know this isn't just kind of like mm-hmm. her being like flattering or silly or whatever I just was like oh okay she's this is really coming from somewhere serious so Mm -hmm. I better you know take it seriously and um yeah I started about two years ago and I always say like basically I didn't choose human design it chose me because I didn't aim to be in this space I didn't set out that wasn't my dream to work in you know uh, this kind of field or anything like that it just sort of happened totally by accident yeah and it's helping people understand more about themselves and um also like if you have your own business or family and things like I mean people most people have family hopefully but Mm. just knowing how to interact with each other and knowing how to strategize I'm sure is so helpful and absolutely so what an incredible fulfilling um industry to be in yeah it's so it's so amazing that you can see that it's kind of one of those things which I feel like this is kind of what everybody does who's really living what they're supposed to be doing is like when you feel like the thing that was your medicine is the thing that you then give to other people. Mm-hmm. So for me, giving myself that understanding and that acceptance of like, oh, this is who I am and now I can just feel free to be that rather than feeling the pressure of having to be someone else is probably like the biggest source of my pain through my whole life, yeah. even my childhood. And so now that I get to live that and and spread that is just, I think that's the thing. It's like, where's your medicine? And that's going to point you towards what it is that you like put out to the world. 
Yeah, I love that you said that because can you explain a couple maybe examples of like someone who's trying to be a specific what is that type? Yeah. I guess. And then they really, if they just like go into their, their totally. own type. Yeah. That's a great question. So it might be something as simple as um, if you were brought up and your parents told you that it's good to be super disciplined or you have to get up and do the same thing every day and that's what's going to lead you to success. But you might be someone who actually has inconsistency as an inherent part of who you are. And so every time you're believing that you have to be consistent, you're pushing against your natural flow. Mm -hmm. And then not only that, but you're also basically sending a message to the universe that you're basically your body consciousness is kind of going against or betraying the soul consciousness. Because underneath the soul always knows what it is. Mm -hmm. But the body obviously is the one that's conditioned and confused and, you know, the conscious mind, basically. So... um, it's like sending mixed messages to the universe and the universe can't get behind you and help you when you're not living according to your real self. So it could be something as simple as, you know, you're real, you're really supposed to be inconsistent and supposed to embrace inconsistency when it's been bred into you to be like same and structured and whatever. But it could be, you know, if you've been told your whole life you're emotional, but actually in human design, you're what's called a non-emotional, which means that when you're on your own, you're cool, calm and collected and you only start to feel certain ways when you're around other people. Mm-hmm. So your natural state is totally not emotional, but that you can easily get thrown by other people. It could be easily that someone says to you, oh, you're the most emotional person. We know you're crazy, you're crazy, but actually you're like this kind of person in real life, right? In your natural state. So we never really know where things are coming from. And this is a beautiful way to kind of like tell us where you know the source of this is like what's inherent versus what's inherited is what I like to say that's you know? incredible yeah where where does it stem from like who created this so it was um there was a guy called Ra Uruhu who um in 1987 he was um he basically heard a voice start speaking to him and he was like okay I'm gonna listen and it ended up being an eight-day meditation where all of this knowledge basically got downloaded to him wow I know it gives me chills just to talk about it And he basically received all this information and dedicated the rest of his life to teaching it and spreading it. He passed away um, about just over 10 years ago now. Mm. Um, So he's no longer alive, but obviously his teachings of, you know, he taught other people how to be readers and teachers. And I obviously never got to meet him, but um, he was the one that basically brought it down. So what's cool is that it's really, really new. Like it's unlike astrology, which has been around for thousands of years and, you know, the chakras which have been around for thousands of years and the I Ching those are really old things and Kabbalah as well but basically what he said is that the world wasn't really ready for it before and now we really are because the central focus of it is really about understanding that we're not the same like Mm -hmm. I can look at you if I see your design and say like oh it's so beautiful that she has her own MO and it's so different from mine and I don't have to be right or wrong hers is energetically correct for her and mine's energetically correct for me. And that breeds so much acceptance when you really understand Mm -hmm. that, that that's something that I think that's why it came into the world at this time. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's like, let's say just like how people don't have the same astrology chart, even if I'm a Gemini, let's say you're a Gemini Mm. and we have like the same moon or something. Yeah. It's still, that's kind of like the tip of it. That's like being a manifesting generator. Yeah. Both of us being, but then it's like so much deeper than that. (laughs) So no one can have the same. Absolutely. And the difficulty is with spreading 
the word on human design is that I'm very, very careful not to generalize because you could have two manifesting generators where one of them is actually more similar to a projector in many, many ways, except mm. for their energy type. Okay. So it's really, um, it's so complex that I encourage people not to jump to conclusions, which is difficult because online there are yeah. so many generalizations and you can get caught down the rabbit hole of like, all generators mean like this and this must mean that. And, you know, the way that advice is all kind of given out there. So I feel always really, really responsible for when people are learning that I'm like, don't listen. Mm -hmm, totally. <laughs> Which can be said about like everything else too yeah. in life. Yeah. Well, speaking of online, yeah. I went online and did my body graph. Amazing. And I know like obviously a full reading takes much longer than just yes. a few minutes. Yeah. But it might be nice. I'd love for you to take a look. Yeah. And um, maybe it'd be nice to put certain things in perspective. Absolutely. Too. Okay. So this is mine. That's your chart. <laughs> okay. So just so people know what we're looking at, we're actually looking at, if you can imagine, basically a generic human being. And it's kind of like looking at... Um, the internal like electrical wiring inside you so everybody has the same wires and the same boxes where there's you know electricity flowing through um, this is a metaphor obviously yeah. um but it's all about which ones you have lit up and which ones you have white mm. and so there are so many different combinations of where you have color where you have white and that's what tells me who you are as a person is like where specifically do you have your energy where's the focus Flowing. of your life where's the okay. flow versus where is their openness and whiteness interesting um, so for example you know if i was doing a chart a full chart for you the first thing we would talk about is obviously your energy type um and as a projector um, you're basically someone who projectors are, they say are only 17% of the population. I personally think it's less than that because just from my pure experience, um, it's shown to be a lot less. Um, but projectors are basically people who, um, aren't built to do this, um, you know, they're not built in the same way that the rest of the world is in the sense that you can't get up in the morning and do like a full day's work and then have the energy later on to go out to a party and then yeah. do other things. And those are not what we call projectors and reflectors are non-energy beings, which means that they don't have their own life force. Mm -hmm. They get life force from being around other people, but they mm -hmm. can only do that in short amounts, right? Because if you're filtering life force through you all the time, and you yourself don't have life force it's very exhausting for your mm -hmm. inner self to say hold on we're we're actually behaving like something that we're not for an extended period of time mm -hmm. and that's what ends up obviously exhausting you is when you try to keep up with the rest of the world trying to work in the same way that everybody else can mm -hmm. so as a projector because you're not blinded by this life force this ability to kind of go and go and go um, it gives you the ability to basically see things in a way that other people can't. Because if you don't have this engine that's kind of like miring inside of you, you're all clearer, right? And so as a projector, you have this ability to see something in a very clear way that other people can't. Projectors are basically the guides of society, right? And so projectors um, either see a system or an efficiency gain, or they see other people, or they see a healing method or whatever it is in a new way. Mm -hmm. And it's your job basically to guide people through that and to help them with whatever your niche of special thing that you can see is, and to basically bring that to the world. Wow. 
Aww. Yeah. So projectors are basically, I like to say they're the birds up on the trees that can see things down on the ground. But so much of the time they try and be like the rest of the animals because mm-hmm. they get FOMO and they say, I want to be like the lions totally. and the tigers and the <laughs> impalas, right? And um, basically you do a disservice to everybody else because everyone else on the ground needs the projector to basically say the bird, to basically say, go this way, navigate that way, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. Basically to kind of like tweak people along the way to help them course correct. Not for you yourself to guide, the, to like lead the way, mm-hmm. never to lead, never to do, but just to say, hey, this way, try that, da, 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 da. So with projectors, because they see things, the most important thing to manifesting their lives the way that they're supposed to, um, they actually don't have the ability and they'll always come up against um, resistance when they try and push and when they try and make things happen. So if you think about all the way that we get told that we have to make a success out of ourselves is not built for projectors. Think mm-hmm. about like crush it, press on, get up in yeah. the morning, be hungry. Da, da, da. It doesn't work for projectors because when projectors try and push themselves on people or try let's say for example you saw something in me and you were a psychic mm-hmm. <laughs> if you try to tell me what you saw and I hadn't asked you it would be very repelling and mm-hmm. I would not want to receive what you had to like the guidance that you had to share mm-hmm. so I would say to you I'd kind of be like mm, no thanks so there's no space within me I haven't created any space within me to receive your guidance whereas actually if I say would you mind telling me what it is that you're picking up on? Or if I recognize that you see things that I want to hear, that's the way that you give and you receive. encourage yeah. flow. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So as a projector, you can never push us off on other people. And projector kids often, I'm a projector too, so I know the struggle very well. <laughs> as a projector kid, it's like, stop being bossy. Stop being a smarty pants. Like, you know, don't kind of like boss your sister around. Stop trying to pretend, you know, it's always a thing because you see things and you want to help people and you go, but I know what you could be doing differently that could change your life, but you can't volunteer that unless people ask. ask. Yeah. So when I first had this information, first time that shaman told me, I'll give this back to you so you Mm. can just reopen Mm -hmm. it. Um, But the first time that Shaman told me I was a projector and I had to wait for people to recognize me for who I was before I could share something, I was like, what do you mean? How am I supposed to make things happen if I'm just sitting around waiting? Mm -hmm. But the key really is as a projector, getting really, really clear on what it is you're really good at. Because when you yourself recognize yourself, that goes into your aura. Mm -hmm. And then you're out in the world and that's what people are picking up on, that you're someone who knows things and you own that you know things. And that's what creates invitations. Yeah. So... It's a really beautiful thing because you do manifest and you can manifest faster, but it's an internal manifestation where you're basically saying, what is it that I'm really good at? What, how can I own this? How can I really integrate this into this being my niche? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's the same with all the types, actually. None of the types are here to struggle, to push to the point where it's uncomfortable. None of us are here to work in a way that's heavy and hard. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their different type, um, but everybody changes themselves literally anybody can change just by sitting on their couch and deconditioning and recognizing that the way they're supposed to operate is the way they're supposed to operate so it's not about going out there and like fighting and making things like so you know unnecessarily difficult difficult. yeah I love that I love that it's about deconditioning and that 
you are living your best life yeah. from day one. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. And really what the founder, Ra Uruhu, said is that, you know, he was like, obviously I'm bringing out this information for all of you guys, but the people that are really going to benefit from this is kids. Because think about you and I, we have so much deconditioning to do. Mm-hmm. But imagine living a life where you're just brought up according to your human design from day one mm-hmm. you imagine how much more far in life you can go how much less pain how much less deconditioning like it's just it's going to be magical when we raise a generation of kids according to their design mm-hmm. and actually my favorite uh, charts to read is when I do charts with moms for their kids because so I just feel sweet. like they're so lucky to yeah. have moms that are so interested in knowing who their baby is from day one mm-hmm. you know and catering to their needs Absolutely. Because, you know, I'm a projector, my sister's a manifesto, my brother's a projector. We all should have been brought up in such different ways mm-hmm. um, and could have been brought up in such different ways um, very easily. It's not that hard to do as soon as you recognize, oh, this is the flavor of the person that I'm bringing up. So, yeah. So yeah. what are ways that according to the different types that you could um, like raise your kid differently? So, for example... And I'm actually bringing out a whole, it will be coming up soon, basically, like a whole audio uh, program on how to raise the different children. Yeah. So how it started is I'm doing the first, my set of audio series, because I got frustrated about people reading stuff online that I felt was irresponsible and not clear enough. Mm -hmm. I basically um, kind of brought out this series of like readings of generalized reading. So if you can't come to me for a full reading, you can at least buy the audio online and hear what it is to be a projector for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't know the specifics of being a projector, that's that. So I have like my one one oh one of each of the different types. And then after that, basically I'm doing, um, you know, your human design and diet because human design has a lot to say about how you should eat and whatever. And then oh. the third one is going to be about parenting because every kid needs to be parented so differently. So for example, manifestors which are people that have a big impactful aura Mm -hmm. and they kind of already come into this world knowing how to raise themselves so a lot of manifestor parent people that are parents of manifestors will believe that they have to like discipline their child or tell the child what to do or guide the child and actually the manifestor needs to be basically free to raise themselves Mm -hmm. so I say like if you have a kid if you're the parent of a manifestor you either have the hardest job in the world, which is trying to keep them behaved and, you know, good and controlled and whatever. Or you can just like give that kid a cell phone and say, I know you've already got this handled and wow. you just let me know that you're OK and just let me know that you're safe and encourage them to feel like big Empowered. and power. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Powerful. And from day one, you know, not I'm in control of you because I'm the parent, but like you've got this. Mm-hmm. I'll follow your lead actually so it's difficult for parents to really understand if you imagine giving birth to a manifester it's probably the the hardest thing to understand that that kid is gonna be the one that leads you mm-hmm. you know and totally. that's why it's it's such an easy like manifester children are such an easy target for parents to be like oh I'm being a good parent if I can discipline this one yeah because if you can break a manifester that's like oh it means you're doing a lot as a parent but you're not really helping that pe- uh, that kid yeah so um yeah, just give yourself an easier time and be like, here, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. You've got this. Is there like compatibility with partnership or and children too? Yes. Like if you, so I'm a projector. Like if I have a specific yeah. type of child or a partner. So it, it's it's less to do with what energy type you are and more to do with what gates. What, so uh, when we talk about that, where you have the color, um, 
basically what they say is that you need equal parts of um, different places where you have color and the same places where mm. you have color because really, really good friends often tend to have same places where they have color because that's those are grounds for friendship. And then the opposites is obviously what creates chemistry, magnetism, interest in the other person, mm -hmm. you know, a bit of a fascination, which is also healthy. So you need equal parts of sameness and difference in, mm -hmm. in obviously different equations, depending on if you're talking about your kids versus your husband versus your friends. Um, but also then you have certain gates that if I have one and you have one, that means that when we're together, let's say, for example, we become more productive or when we're together, we have better ideas or you feel I feel, you know, sometimes people say like, oh, I feel someone completes me. Mm -hmm. You can have that energetically show up in a chart where. Um, you know, that you feel like that person is your other half, but you could also be the type of person who's in a relationship and feel like no one ever completes me. And that's in your design as well, because you're not supposed to be someone who feels they need someone so deeply. Yeah. So even with relationships, it has like a whole lot to say. And sometimes people just love to feel so relieved by the fact that I say, you're never going to be one of those girls, like the girls you see on Instagram that's, you know, post a tribute to the husband and say I couldn't <laughs> breathe without you my life wasn't I'm yeah. like there's nothing wrong with you it's just the way that you're built yeah and similarly if you are supposed to feel like you can't breathe without someone that's also in your you know your soul's intention before it came here it chose to be like that mm -hmm. right so we do so much kind of like we cause ourselves so much pain by comparing and sometimes you're like no it's just that's just the way you are and you go okay cool I can get on with the business of being me now totally yeah instead of comparing which is difficult with all the social media and yeah. everything yeah oh my exactly. gosh yeah how do you see human design playing a role in our future um well my goal with it is that um, I would love to get to a place where people just basically understand their energy type on a wider level. Mm -hmm. You know, I have this fantasy of being on a plane one day and overhearing two strangers talking and then, you know, exchanging in the same way that I'd say, like, are you a what are you astrologically? Like, yeah. I would love to get it to a place where people at least understand the basic difference of like, okay, you're a generator, you're a manifester, you're this, you're that. Um, the two places where I think it's going to be really important. One is obviously in parenting. And the second is how we show up at work, because I think that, um, you know, especially in big companies, it helps them so much to know, OK, let's actually use the generators for the best thing that they can be used for. And how do we harness what it is already that you know, what are the places that generators have flow that we can tap into mm -hmm. to benefit everybody? Because mm -hmm. it's a win win system, right? Yeah. When everyone's living their design, it's like every puzzle piece is correctly shaped mm -hmm. and therefore we all fit together so, so it's not by accident and so um, I think really there's a really big potential with companies of understanding yeah. how to really make the most of each different type and understanding how their energy levels work what they're really good at what they're not um, and then you know helping people to just foster more understanding in the workplace I think is a big thing but like I said it's it has stuff to say on food it has stuff to say on personal relationships it has something to say about so many things and I want to know like all of them <laughs> and I know we don't have enough time but seriously yeah. it's so interesting yeah. like as far as work goes uh, let's say you have a company and you want you know from the beginning you hire people uh, based off not just based off that but that's something that they also like they do their body graph and yeah. you understand them more yeah um is it something where you put all the generators together if you have like a new product launch and you're like thinking about you know like yeah. just good question yeah for strategy yeah or do you want a more well-rounded team 
Yeah. Um, within a specific, like on a specific project. Yeah. So what's important is that a lot of people ask me when I do their reading, like what's the perfect job for generators or what's the perfect job for projectors? Mm -hmm. And the thing is that isn't a perfect job. It's about obviously doing what it is that fascinates you and really Mm -hmm. what, what makes you happy. Um, but you know, if I, if I'm a lawyer and I'm a projector versus I'm a lawyer and I'm a generator, there's such different ways that I can make sure that I'm a successful lawyer knowing what my design is. What I will say is that you definitely need a blend of different people depending on the depending on what the workplace is, but it's good to have a blend because you need the projectors to see where the efficiency gains could be made. Let's say, for example, you're launching like a tech product. Mm-hmm. You know, the projectors would be people that you would look to to kind of see like, how can we make this a little better? How do we improve this? What's coming next? Like, how do we... And each projector, like I said, someone might be really good at spotting trends and patterns. Someone else may, might be spotting, you know, the efficiency gains or yeah. whatever. Um, and then the generators are people who are supposed to be so lit up by what they're doing that when they're really excited about whatever it is that they're doing, it actually creates more energy within them. Mm-hmm. And they can keep doing it and doing it all day and never get tired. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, my assistant, who's a she runs like all my my whole business and she's a generator. I am now getting into a place of asking her, like, are you excited by doing this or are you not? Because I know if she's not excited by doing it, then actually she's going to drain her own life force. It's going to make her frustrated and it's actually not going to just be not moving me forward. It's also going to be negative. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So she's going to drain herself. She's going to get tired and burnt out. And then that's obviously not in my interest either. Yeah. So I'm always like, what would you like to do? Or you take your time until you feel led up by this or whatever. Mm -hmm. And even though the things like obviously taking your time to do it or figuring out whether it's something you enjoy is never something we would have asked people before. It's been actually so productive Mm -hmm. because it's really allowing that person to rev and respond to what it is that they're supposed to be doing. So it's really becomes like the selective process, which is Mm -hmm. just fascinating to me. And then, um, you know, manifesting generators are people that are so multi-passionate and interested in so many different things. But, um, you know, the second they're not into something anymore, they need to move on. Mm-hmm. So if you had a if you had MGs in a workplace, you would definitely not try to keep them stuck in a project for longer than they wanted to because the second they lose interest is actually when they're not supposed to be doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. So their interest is really their guide. So again, you would treat the manifesting generators so differently than you would the manifestors and the generators and the projectors. And then the manifestors those are the people that are like blazing the trail. So you'd want, definitely want a manifesto on your team because those are people that literally make things happen. They literally can create stuff out of thin air. They're the people that are here to stretch the boundaries for all of us. Wow. Um, and so, you know, if you imagine using it, having a team mixed and using everyone for their strengths, it would be magical. So magical. So yeah. that, you just went through manifester, manifesting generator. Generators. Pro- generator projectors. and projector. And then reflectors, which is only 1% of the population. Reflectors are basically people who are supposed to sit at the middle of the tribe and be a reflection of how well the tribe is doing. Wow. So they themselves are best used and they're the wise, they have the potential to be the wisest among all of us because they're so detached from being anything. Like you already have a flavor. I have a flavor. Mm-hmm. Reflectors don't have a flavor. So when they're totally detached from the idea that they have to have a flavor, they literally just are blank canvases that show everyone else how they're doing. And so a good reflector is the one that's in the middle and revered for basically showing us where we're at. So you'd love to have a reflector in your company as well, because it's kind of like a this. Yeah. You know? Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So what would, how would a reflector decondition? 
So the biggest deconditioning for a reflector, and obviously it's different for each reflector, but the biggest part of the deconditioning for a reflector is to understand that you don't have to find out who you are because you will be different in every moment of your life, depending on your environment and the people around you. And so you're going to be so much more free and you're going to be delighted with life actually when you're kind of exploring what it is to be so many different people. Mm -hmm. Like you are the ultimate chameleon. And so to be able to witness yourself in one situation and be like, oh, I'm this kind of person today. And then you move somewhere else and you're someone else. And then, you know, life changes you rather than you having your impact on life. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, you know, there's no literature in the self-help world that is encouraged, you know, that is built for those people. So I, um, yeah, I think it's really important for reflectors to remember that they just have to just discard every, you know, the way that everyone else works around them and just do the way that, you know, just try to not be anything. Mm -hmm. Okay. So going to the food. Yes. Can you give us a little rundown? Obviously you have like audiobooks on this and yeah. Is it? They're not out yet, right? They're not out yet. They're but coming out soon. When will they be out? Probably the end of May. Oh, okay, yeah, perfect. So maybe when this comes June. out, it'll be out. Oh, fab. Yeah, okay, so great. So everyone can go. We'll put a link so that everyone can check yeah. them out. But I also did a video with Dara, like on the general food thing, like on some general things for the different oh, types. Cool. And so. if you go, if you scroll through my Instagram, which is just Jen Zoe Daily, I do write a lot about food and tips for snacking and exercising and moving, using your energy, for each all that type, type of that stuff That's for the incredible. types. Yeah. Um, but with the food, for example, projectors are basically people who are supposed to and this is just like a you know totally surface thing but they're supposed to be people that eat little and often Mm -hmm. they can't sit down for like three big square meals like the rest of the world because they because they don't have their own life force they need to constantly replenish and nourish the spleen in that way so they don't get anxious so that they don't get super tired and so they don't um, abuse their adrenals Mm. so things like intermittent fasting would be the worst thing for projectors yeah (laughs) things like um you know doing a whole 30 which could probably be amazing for generators or manifestors if you're someone who thrives on consistency as well and someone who thrives on um you know discipline and structure and you're an abstainer rather than a moderator you see how many caveats there are but for projectors that could be the worst thing but for a generator that could be the thing that really makes you thrive Mm -hmm. um so that's really fascinating and then you know with generators and manifesting generators there's so much noise about what's correct to eat and what you should eat um that they often stop listening to the voice inside them because they have very strong gut feelings um and that's supposed to be telling you like what's correct to eat and what's not correct to eat versus like oh I should eat the quinoa and kale yeah uh, you know <laughs> yeah it's internal it it's be a lot about from- living inside your body rather than letting your mind mm-hmm. uh make the decisions based on the shoulds based on all the information that we go through every single day online yeah. and it's all conflicting. I know and crazy. it's so overwhelming yeah. too. Mm-hmm. The thing that I, cause when I get clients that have um, like a karma to learn to love their body again, which obviously some people have it really deeply, but I guess on a surface level, we're all still trying to figure out, figure it out. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing that I say that the most is that the only real cleanse you need is an information cleanse. So like try not reading these online wellness magazines or anything for 30 days. Not mm-hmm. that they don't have super useful information, mm-hmm. but if you're trying to find your own voice and you're letting in other voices, it's just, you, that's just going to be so much harder to totally. pick out. So I'm like, just try to give up. Like you don't need to cleanse anything else aside from the information that's coming into mm-hmm. your system. 
I know. I even feel like that. I don't know if this is um, for any particular sign or it's just the way that I am. But yeah. like, I don't like listening to advertisements. Even having the television on is yeah. like I had to get rid of it because it was just so much information yeah. going through my head um, when I wasn't watching or listening and I'd be like cooking or something. I just felt like I could feel my brain getting like clogged yeah and I couldn't cleanse it and yeah. I, then you know there was no more room for creativity and I love yeah. to make space and you know doing yeah. that with meditation or kundalini or yeah. whatever to help create more space for totally um tuning back in to yeah. our own body and well you have a chart that really easily picks up um, the the anxieties and the emotions of the world. Mm. And so obviously being so open in those areas basically means that anytime there is an input like a television or someone yelling or someone whatever, like because it's not your natural state and you don't generate your own emotions or your own anxieties, that just feels so much more amplified inside you, which mm -hmm. is probably what's making you sensitive towards those things. Yeah, that makes sense. This morning I was walking behind a homeless man in West Hollywood and I was admiring him. I was with my dog. I was admiring him because he was walking down La Cienega Boulevard, picking up cigarette butts. And so he kept stopping along the way. And we were like, you know, several feet behind him, but my dog would stop. He would stop. So it was like <laughs> keeping the same, um, like whatever consistency of walking. Yeah. And then at one point he stopped for such a long time. We ended up passing him. And he screamed so loud that he was going to rip my face off. Wow. And I was so startled because I had been walking for like 30 minutes behind oh him. Oh, my God. Just so ex like admiring yeah. everything that he was doing. But in an instant, it was oh. just like I, yeah. I totally frazzled my heart you. stopped. Yeah. yeah. And I like ran away. But that's I so interesting. You yeah. Just, so you have to be really careful because from here down, you're like wide open, which really means that you take that in so much more. It's like you're a volume dial for the mm -hmm. anxieties and emotions of the world around you. And as well, the kind of like the go, go, go pressure. Mm -hmm. So any of that you feel is going to feel so much bigger inside you than it actually it would be on the outside world if you were just mm -hmm. to measure it like based on the evidence right mm -hmm. and so for you the more you can clear that stuff out so that you can live in the world of basically channeling down your inspirations um that's a really important part of you living as your real self actually oh my gosh I wonder yeah. I'm so excited for you to be in this industry and <laughs> I mean I can tell you're so curious you're so passionate about it and there's going to be so much information coming from yeah. you um because like researching human design on Google, like it's so confusing, right? Yeah. So having a voice like yours that's um, so clear is going to be so just already is special and is going to be you. so important. Thank and you. I'm curious, like, you know, I mean, in Ayurveda, there's like all the different doshas and uh -huh. they um, they help you kind of figure out also where should you live? Yes. Like what climates are helpful? And, yes. And so I'm so curious about that with the human design yeah. types and also, um, you know, like pregnancy or just labor in general, like, yeah. it, you know, if I'm very open down mm. here, obviously that has something to do with my chakras and that can go into labor. I mean, there's so much. I know there's so much. It's insane. Well, what's really interesting is that they say in human design, there's two really important days, um, in your life that determine your chart. 
the first one is the birthday, which is the one that we take. Mm -hmm. And the second one isn't taken because it's calculated when you put your birthday in um, and your birth time in, which is what we call your design day, which is actually the day that the sun is 88 degrees in the sky um, sooner than your actual birthday. So it's actually funny enough, you're telling me you're six six months along. It's around this time, which we call your design day, which basically means that the soul goes into the into the fetus wow and so your design day is equally important to your real birthday you know uh, you know in many many ways Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of time there's a lot of characteristics and and flavor that comes with that design day and so um you know if we knew approximately when someone was going to be born and you can kind of like backtrack to that day or whatever that also will tell you so many other things because i'm sure the design day will have an impact on you well it does have an impact on you mm-hmm. and if we knew the design day being able to track it back from when you actually ended up giving birth and what happened to you on that day and what happened on your baby's design day what was going on with you it's probably likely that the things you were going through were things that were actually implanting into who he was going to be as a person. And how do you, when can we find that out? (laughs) Um, Only when, after he's born, because Mm -hmm. the minute is so important in human design because it's about the portal of energy that your soul chose to pop in through. So it could be very different portal of energy between noon and 2 p.m., let's say. So I always, always encourage people when you're doing your chart or before you come to me for a reading, if you can look up your birth certificate or call the hospital you're born in, if you don't have the time, um, you can also work with, there are some astrologers that can figure out your birth, exact birth time for you. That's like really talented ones. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but if you come with a birth time, it always will automatically tell you, um, the day of your design, like your the time and birthday of your design date too. Wow. Down to the minute. Down to the minute. So cool. Yeah. It's amazing. This is so much fun. Thank you. I'm so excited to have finally met you. And I know after Lacey and Dara, and I've heard about you through so many people and Lucy, all my favorite people. (laughs) So fun. And I just can't wait to share more about human design with our readers and our listeners. And and yeah, explore it more for myself as well. Yeah. Thank thank you. you. Thanks so much, Nikki. Cheers. So nice to meet you. You too. Mm -hmm. Finally. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a comment or review, and share with your friends. I'm always reading our comments and love hearing from you, so keep in touch, and I'll see you next time.